Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and salutations, hempsters. This is your hemptrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp with Hempware Radio. It's a snowy yet sunny day here in beautiful Northern California. And today I am honored and very enthusiastic about our guest and the topic of today's hemp episode. The title for today's show is Transforming Our Planet Through Hemp, Bamboo, and Economics a bamboo and hemp board game. And if you like hemp, if you like games, and you like money, then this show is definitely for you. Our guest is an author, inventor, speaker, entrepreneur, manufacturing expert, and steward of our planet Earth. His name is Eric Stevens with the Foundation for a Bioeconomy. And today we're going to discuss how you can actively participate in the greatest wealth transfer to ever happen. And not only has Eric and his team created an amazing, fun board game out of hemp and bamboo, but this very board game, along with their other innovative approaches, products, and services, they are directly affecting how we do business, how we live our lives, and how our lifestyles impact big business. And in a way that's harmonious, profitable, and most importantly, sustainable, on this broadcast, we're going to get into the foundational philosophy of a foundation for a bioeconomy, and then we'll discuss a little bit about the board game itself, some of the principles that it teaches, and how you can actually get your own hemp and bamboo board game so that you can directly impact our local and global economies for the better. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce our very special guest, Eric Stevens, on today's show. Welcome aboard, Stephen. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Tyler, and thank you for having me. Right on. So to get into the meat of today's show, let's uh, let's first talk about you and, and your vision, um, a foundation for a bioeconomy. What, what is the foundational philosophy and, 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 you know, approach that you're taking with the foundation for a bioeconomy? Oh, thank you, Tyler. First of all, we're introducing a radical new theory. Um, so far, our conversations when it comes to either conserving the resources we have or competing against fossil fuels, we've been narrowed down to one of very few options, and most of those options have revolved around renewable energy. Uh, renewable energy is a fantastic thing, but we're negating half of the conversation when we're not discussing the materials that are being used that go into the solar panels, the wind turbines, and other forms of renewable energy generation. What that basically led us to is a discussion about the materials. And as doing such, we came up or we discovered different uh, efforts to expose the fossil fuel chemicals that were being used in products. That led us to try to find alternatives. Uh, the best alternatives that we had found to replace the 84,000 chemicals used in consumer products today is hemp and bamboo. We look mm -hmm. at hemp as a replacement directly for oil. We look at bamboo as its complementing counterpart as a substitute for coal. And when we start paying attention to the materials and the consumer products we buy, all of a sudden, we as a public, we as a society are empowered to make some changes. Very few of us are going to go out and build a solar panel or a wind turbine. We're not going to have that large of an effect on the green movement 
with the exception of turning a light switch off or conserving the energy we use. But there's a whole other market out there that gives us some serious steps to change. Because not only are we looking at green products and hemp and bamboo alternatives for those products, we have a voice all of a sudden. What people are neglecting to understand is we continue to fight a war that's almost ludicrous in our strategy. We will move from site to site protesting pipelines, but we're not stopping the flow. The best example is the Keystone XL pipeline uh, protest, which, again, was a great thing. We shouldn't be putting a pipeline through the United States to move oil. We shouldn't be moving oil at all. But what we did accomplish was we moved the oil from the, rail, or to, from the pipeline to the rail. We didn't stop it because we didn't address the materials. But why did TransCanada try to put that pipeline in there? It's profitable. It's profitable because of the petrochemicals that are derived from both oil and coal that go into our consumer products that you and I, Tyler, as a consumer, are purchasing every day. Wow. So, in essence, this deep desire that you have within yourself to create a game that's going to literally shift consciousness, shift how we do business, it really comes from this essential need to replace this toxic, horribly um, unsustainable product known as petrochemicals or petroleum. And so the foundation of uh, a foundation for a bioeconomy is essentially switching over to a whole new economy that's based on bamboo and hemp and replacing our dependence on, on fossil fuels and, and coal. This is really exciting. And I really am motivated and enthusiastic about jumping on board with your vision and plan. I think it's essential for things to be playful, for them to be fun. And yes, we have major disasters happening all around the planet, horrible degradation of resources and the earth being depleted. So, so tell us a little bit more about this game. What, what's, what's the name of the game, this hemp and bamboo board uh, the game? game. What we did was we came up with current version of Monopoly game, the popular Monopoly game that taught us greed through real estate, taught us that the banks can jail us, and taught us that we had some serious fines or serious payments to make when playing any type of commerce game. Whether you're hoarding wealth in your definition by the jewels you have, the art you uh, collect, the residential properties you collect to the hotels, there's a symbolism of what is important and what dictates a winner in that game. Um, in the Monopoly game, the winner is a monopoly. One person owns everything. We changed the strategy to update in line and in concert with our argument of the materials aspect of it and the power of the consumer to make change. We're truly different to the fact we're meeting consumerism with activism. Money is not a bad thing. Profit is not a bad thing. When we look at approaching the materials and approaching consumerism as a way to stop fossil fuels, we're stopping some other things, too, as soon as we make the conscious decision to stop buying it. And additionally, when we make that conscious decision, we have to have an alternative. This, again, is a radical new theory that couldn't be explained through a video or a website. It's something that you have to physically take part in, but nobody has the capital to do it real. I mean, we can't run this like a Vegas casino and, and several small businesses continue to make mistakes that, as statistics will show you, 
any small business usually fails within the first three years. But if we do an activism movement together with these small businesses, that the motivation is not only to get the next new exciting product, but you're also saving the planet as a byproduct. And that's what the game teaches. The game teaches all the merits of hemp and bamboo from an economic standpoint. Everybody knows that hemp filters the earth. It filters the water. It filters the air. Bamboo does the exact same thing. When I say complementary resources, I mean in every way. But the economic ramifications from that or the economic factors that come out is let's look at toxic waste sites. If I plant a plantation, as I do in the game, uh, of bamboo or hemp, and the more factories I put on that plantation that would be the equivalent to houses and hotels and Monopoly, you're also gaining an asset to land you're fixing. So our desire, our consumerism, as much as we buy, is not a bad thing. It's actually promoting repair of the earth faster. Playing the game actually gives you real uh, real time, realistic situations to where you would make decisions both as a consumer and as a business owner. And by doing so, by partnering the two, you're not only looking at your profit, but when you're looking to mass produce and get your product out to more customers, the chain reaction that happens to support you with growing the materials, again, repairs the planet. And that's what we're trying to show. Wow. That is essential and, and really amazing to get this type of thinking into the children of today's age in, as quickly as possible. I mean, not only that, but students, college students, entrepreneurs, anybody essentially can play this game and learn these foundational principles and plug it into a system that is, a, a you know, trillions and trillions of dollars um, every single year, you know, going into petrochemical products. So you're saying basically we're taking this engine that's that's this consumer engine where every single human being is consuming something on this planet, food, shelter, clothing, and you're saying that this game will literally just shift our thinking from a monopolistic type of approach to more of a spread out approach where the the resources, the um, mentality is, is going into small business owners, entrepreneurs, and students, and consumers to directly affect how we do business, which kind of brings me to the next question or topic that I want to bring up. You're currently working on a petition right now to get consumers to request big businesses like Target, Costco, Kmart, um, Sam's Club, Walmart, all these huge corporations this petition that you've put together to get people to sign is a request that they start integrating these sustainable products. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's correct. And, you know, in your comments, you brought up two very good points. When from Benjin and they lack the access to local materials to be the mad scientist in their uh, classroom, in their science fair, in their living room, Kids today that get a bright idea are narrowed down to, unfortunately, only the apps that are being offered on the Internet to make their new video or make their new meme post or even make their new app. We chose not to make the game an app because, again, you need to physically play it. There needs to be interaction between a team. That's not something that you're going to create over the Internet. But moreover, when we do start teaching the concept, 
and I don't want it to sound arrogant. We're trying to incite thought. We're not trying to tell anyone how to do it. We're simply mm-hmm. showing them the merits if they do and come up with your own product and come up with your own combination of materials. Because like anybody getting out of college now, if you, Tyler, wanted to invent your own doohickey and the doohickey takes any type of material, you're going at least three and four dealers deep to find it. It's not going to be in Target. It's not going to be in Home Depot. You're going to have to order this stuff, whether it's a plastic that you're making it with or to get the cabinet made or like we're doing with the game, getting the hemp and bamboo game made in a factory. Mm -hmm. When you grow hemp and bamboo, you can localize supply chains. We can grow it here. It's a matter of you driving five miles away to where you know this is growing and or being processed, and it creates a whole new scope of how you can build your product, how you can better the products that are out there simply by changing the materials. How neat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And let me preface that with this. Activism versus consumerism is where we have the voice to be able to protest. When we actually swipe our debit card, we're making a decision. And when we make that decision, we're not supporting Apple only. We're supporting the petroleum uh, cracking facilities that are making the plastics that go into it. We're supporting the silicone that is on the circuit board. We're supporting so many other resources that go into the product. And companies spend millions of dollars a year to try to forecast, Tyler, if you're going to buy a boat. And they have to do it months and months in advance when your factory is a 30-day boat ride away to get products in. You have to back that up. It's called a planogram. You have to back up your ordering six, seven, eight months. That does two things. That constricts the Fortune 500 company to be able to react to what the consumers actually wanted versus forecasting it, which is why we have a new version of an iPhone as recently as every six months to as long as every once a year. They're constantly making updates to it to react to a market. With local Mm -hmm. supply chains such as hemp and bamboo, you, Tyler, can see that your market doesn't want green and you want to change the black, you're going to do that very quickly. And you're going to be able to do that very quickly because you didn't commit to hundreds and thousands of units that are in that color to be shipped to stores so the consumer can have access to it. Again, you're a 30-day boat ride away plus the time it makes to actually make the product. So in regards to competition with fossil fuel bases, we already have the edge up on being able to turn quickly on a dime in regards to our products and actually getting them to the shelves. Ours meaning any entrepreneur out there. Mm-hmm. Now, back to what I was saying about spending millions of dollars a year to forecast what you're going to buy tomorrow, companies, we can save them this problem. Nobody wants to get in and start spending the millions of dollars in hemp processing products unless it has a place to go. Fortune 500 mm-hmm. companies want to do it right to the fact that they're lying about products being green. The whole two uh, greenwashing scandals between 2007 and 2009, where they were claiming these products were green and they weren't. Well, why would they mm-hmm. do that? The consumer wanted green okay. products. Mm-hmm. So if we as a consumer tell, her, tell them, if we build it, will you buy it? They're going to do that. They're already, mad, already automatically motivated to do so. 
If it's cheaper than the materials they're using, they don't have any loyalty to fossil fuels to buy the cheapest product is going to make them the largest profit margin, and it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Now you're telling them that we have 25000 100000 whatever numbers we get up to on this petition, they're going to buy that product, they're automatically going to say yes, and say yes for one reason. They get a good Man. public relations uh, uh, article out of it saying that we're moving to buy green. Walmart just did this two years ago, and it was a joke. Mm-hmm. They said, we're going to invest up to $5 billion in buying for small businesses, and we're going to find every green product out there. That was blown apart a year ago. Walmart, what have you done? Nothing. But their claim is, as well as Ikea, is we can't find it to buy. Okay, we're calling their bluff. And by signing that petition, you, Tyler, your friend, your mom, will help push this movement a lot faster than having signs on the sidewalk. You're going to take action now. It's going to go to the decision makers, not a lobbying or voting body instantaneous decision, instant action, and an instant change in the market. Wow. So tell our listeners right now where they can go to sign this petition, learn more about the Foundation for a Bioeconomy. Anybody listening to this, I I think this is the most important thing that you could do today and go sign this petition. Read it first. It's only like two pages. It's an amazingly well-written very elementary, easy-to-understand petition. Go read it and sign it for yourself. Eric, where can they go to sign this petition? Our petition is currently listed on causes.com. Uh, you can find it by searching of tell companies we will buy organic products. Our game, the bioeconomy game, is on its GoFundMe, and it's GoFundMe forward slash bioeconomy. The game's available for $20. We are currently building the game in Vietnam, and we're building orders now. We're starting in Vietnam because that's where hemp and bamboo is growing. That's the quickest access mm-hmm. to the factory. But the same thing that it shows the consumer, entrepreneurs, and people that will play this game real time is literally how our concept works. We start with an international source. The last three years, we've been building international sources to be able to support the offtake agreements we're looking for. I can't go to Kimberly Clark and tell them they're going to buy 5,000 metric tons a month of bamboo or hemp fiber, and it doesn't grow in the U.S. yet. But I can't right. do it with saying I'm shipping it from Vietnam, and we can slowly turn the tap domestic. And that's what the people are going to see through this game by going to GoFundMe forward slash bioeconomy is how we build it, and using this game as an example just simply by our update, they'll be able to duplicate what we do, meaning finding their own foreign source and moving their product over to the United States, supported by hemp and bamboo growing locally. That's our aim. That is fabulous. So ultimately, this is a global shift in consciousness. This is an opportunity for us to literally change the direction, the trajectory of how we do business, of how we create products, of how we sell products. Tell us a little bit more about what you think the results of this game getting out to the people. I mean, we're dealing with major humanitarian issues when it comes to food, when it comes to shelter, when it comes to toxic chemicals, clothing, everything. Almost 99% of the products on the market are toxic. They're harmful to the environment. They're unsustainable to to harvest, to, to consume. They're toxic for our health. I mean, this board game, not only is it made out of hemp and bamboo, but it teaches you 
how to create your own product as an entrepreneur or as an up-and-coming business or even as a major corporation, how to start integrating sustainable products. Tell us a few more of the issues that you feel are going to be resolved because of this board game and the principles that you're teaching. Of course. Well, instead of in the monopoly where you would pay fines to the bank, you're paying fines to what's called a cleanup fund. And it's not a fine. It's an investment. And what the cleanup fund does is when a player lands on a product and you can buy a plantation, that's where the money's coming is the cleanup fund. Well, who's paying for it? The banks. Your cash bank, as you do have in Monopoly, is paying for the fines that are going against fossil fuel companies. And that brings me to a point. Part of the theory of the game is combating Citizens United. And we're saying, okay, fine, Mr. Corporation, you want to be a human being, we're going to play the game by the law. And, Mr. Corporation, you as a human being, much like a juvenile or a minor, cannot make decisions for yourself because you're not conscious. You have no what is right and wrong. So somebody has to take responsibility for your actions. Mr. CEO, Mr. COO, all your shareholders, we can treat you like humans too. And when, when we use the natural market motivation that's already there, meaning nobody wants to buy toxic products to die, people are also going to start spending or pay attention more to the research studies that are coming out that are tying these toxic products to modern problems we have now, like hyperactivity in children, um, our different cancers that are going uh, that are, have come to light now, diseases that are, we are starting to attribute to fossil fuels just simply for the fact that they didn't exist before we started using fossil fuels. A lot mm -hmm. of these things are going to end up to litigation. And what mm -hmm. I foresee and what I hope happens is through one voice as consumers, we also provide opportunities for the attorneys, and the attorneys are going to see something to get rich. And they're going to start the product liability and class action suits like we've seen with asbestos, like we've seen with several other products out there. I think Miracle Grow is one that they're starting to go after now that is tainting our food supply. These products, these, these resource companies, the uh, processing companies, the refineries are going to start going out of business because not only are we costing them profit, now we're going after their assets through being awarded settlements or being awarded punitive damages in class action settlement suits that they can no longer afford to pay. Because, again, us as consumers are denying them profit at the point of purchase. We're buying the hemp and bamboo alternative. So what I'm hoping happens in the end game is these assets become nationalized. A refinery in Texas is going to become owned by the federal government, and just like we're trying to do in the United States by repurposing the abandoned factories and farms and getting them growing and processing hemp and bamboo, we can do that with those resources and those assets as well. There's an end game here, but there's been no money and there's been no upfront investment to make changes, and that's what we need to focus on. If we, the passionate, put out the products for everyone else to buy, the movement will happen on its own for the simple fact that it's cheaper to, grill, to grow than drill, and every consumer wants to save money. So by the products mm -hmm. that you're developing with the bioeconomy game applied to a real-life circumstance, it's going to end up with a hemp and a bamboo product on a Walmart or Target shelf 
next to a fossil fuel counterpart that it's going to be a higher cost. The green item will be lower every time in every store simply because you saved on transportation, you saved on the material, and in comparison to fossil fuels, we're not shipping hundreds of thousands of soldiers, marines, and sailors over to strange countries to be able to protect our flow of oil to be able to build these products. It's a domino effect. Phenomenal. That's such an important point to really reiterate that this board game is not necessarily focused. The, The main focus is not how do we save the planet, how do we become more uh, sustainable. It's really how can we how can we transform our economics? How can we save more money, make more money, save more as a consumer, make more as a business owner, and a byproduct. The byproduct of this game and of the uh, Bioeconomy Foundation, the byproduct is that we're going to have cleaner air, cleaner water, cleaner you know distribution channels. I mean, this is so monumental and I'm so excited. We've actually created a Facebook page called, it's a Facebook group called The Perfect Hemp Product. And we have different, um, you know, viewers and different people, uh, members that are putting up different ideas. I just recently put the board game up there because I think this is literally one of the top products right now. If you haven't already, go check out um, gofundme.com forward slash bioeconomy sign the petition, get involved with the Foundation for a Bioeconomy. And Eric, I'm curious, after you produce this board game and awareness is starting to be uh, spread about the benefits of hemp and and bamboo for products, what are some of the other products that you guys anticipating bringing to the market? In short, plantations and factories of hemp and bamboo. One of the things that we haven't mentioned yet and one of the ways and one of the uh, situations that are both conceptualized and presented in the bioeconomy game is the effects of what's called the JOBS Act. Back in 2012, Obama signed into law that anybody, Tyler, you, me, your girlfriend, your mom, whoever, can donate, can invest up to 10% of their yearly income in a community project. So what does that mean exactly? That means if Tyler was building the game and he needed hemp and bamboo to support it, the people that I sell the game to or the people that you sell the game to can now all of a sudden be your investors. They could invest into a hemp and bamboo plantation in Detroit, Michigan, because now they have the offtake agreement through that petition to where Ford's going to buy it. So no matter what happens with your game or your product or your invention, they're going to have a bottom revenue that pays them. We're doing it now, or we're seeing it done now with solar panels and government facilities. The same thing can happen here. And us as citizens can now own our own industries. This isn't about the foundation or Eric and Amanda making money. This is about what we're doing being duplicated, because there is no way that there will be a monopoly in this industry, in this bioeconomy. It takes too many people to be able to see it be a success, let alone compete. Mm-hmm. Wow. The additional products that we're working on bringing out is changing the politicians. That's the next product we want to see, political change. And the way we can do that, and a popular subject today, especially when it comes to the GOP candidates and bad hair wearing Trumps, is that the money that they 
used to fund their agendas, to fund their campaigns, to fund anti-abortion issues, to fund taking rights away from normal citizens, to fund taking away our health care, is all paid for by brothers who would not have anything to invest if we weren't buying products made of their materials. It's that simple. And exactly. And the people that are setting up these crowdfunding projects that are duplicating us now have money to spend. They have money to spend on their candidates that reflect their views. And Citizens United took a cap on what they could spend to support their candidates. So it works for us, too. And we're going to win because, again, it's cheaper to grow than drill. We're going to create jobs here that will have more money to buy these products of hemp and bamboo just simply because these people are making them here. They're working in the factories. They're working the plantations. But moreover, the restaurants that serve them at lunchtime, the other retail stores that serve all their needs, for every manufacturing job, 1.3 jobs are created after that to serve Eric, them. Eric, I don't mean to cut you off, but we have 30 seconds left on today's show. I, I, I really sure. appreciate your presence. We've got 30 seconds left. I want to remind our listeners to go check out foundationforabioeconomy.org. Check out the gofundme.com forward slash bioeconomy. Eric, I want to have you on the show again. We can discuss more about the game, about the products, about the movement. You're so amazing. Thank you so much for being on today's show. It's been an honor. Thank you, Tyler. And thank you, listeners. Right on. Well, you can review all the shows at hempaware.com forward slash radio. This is your hempentrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp. Make it a hemp stational day.